I'm Shane Wilson. Brian Copney, Mike Frost. And we're trying not to get sued. All right, we're back with a new episode and just recorded our first commercial. Yeah! Moving on up. But I think uh, one thing I wanted to get into was these creepy-ass cell phones. No shit. So I want to tell you what happened. Me and Mike were talking about a situation or a view of Jesus that probably ain't real popular. And it was that Jesus was trying to reach out to people, so he was not hanging out with the people of the church. He was yep. hanging out with the... Uh, the whores, the fucking... Uh, vagabonds. Exactly. Yeah, tax collectors, all that shit. Y'all He's trying to convert. Okay. You know, and then two hours later, I send him a TikTok that is talking about exactly what we talked about about Jesus Mm -hmm. two hours later. So, are these motherfuckers listening? Absolutely. I'm going to say yes. Have you ever picked up your cell phone and looked and the green light is at the top right hand where your microphone is on? You didn't turn it on. Right. It just comes on automatically. Dude, you butt-dialed in SA. Don't fucking Damn trip right. about it. For yeah. all you know, you could be launching nuclear missiles from this motherfucker and have no clue. But yes, your phone does come on and listen to you. It That's fucked up. It absolutely does. Period. Period. See, I seen one guy talking about how it was... It wasn't that they were listening. It was that they track you, like your phone can track you. And if you were around somebody that had searched that... In their recent history. Now, now but I can tell you this right now. I ain't searched shit about Jesus. Right, right. But I noticed, too, if you have a phone and you're around, me, me and Kelly has discussed this, but if you're around certain people, if I'm around you and I'm around, you know, Shane or whatever, or whoever you're around for a long period of time, if you go on Facebook, you'll start seeing like people they want you to add as friend requests. Yes. The people that you were fucking around that day. You might not know them, but you know who they are. Well, that's because... definitely your tracker there. Yeah, exactly. GPS, yeah. But I'm just saying, when you talk on a, just about regular shit, I get shit all the time. So at what point do we actually get into these motherfuckers are infringing on my privacy? God damn it. If you're looking into my browser and see what I I searched up, is that not? It's eventually going to come out. But what what they're going to round that as is whenever you first uh, put Instagram on your phone or Facebook on your phone, it asks you, can I have access to your pictures? Can I have access to your contacts? Can I have have access Mm -hmm. to your mic? Exactly. And they're going to say, you... You said it was fine. Yeah, that was the you okay agree. agreement. Well, this is this is going into that. You ever seen the South Park episode where they talk about how uh, they go into like hitting agree on all the agreements? Yeah, and they're yeah. Like fucking the centipede in the episode. Ass. Yeah, yeah. Like, the centipede episode. You agreed. You agreed. Like uh, South Park's ahead of its time, right? right. South Park, yeah. The Simpsons. Yeah. Oh, I got one for you. You know how um, sometimes they'll do those memes where the Simpsons predicted something and mm-hmm. then it happened in real life. So I seen one uh, recently that had Dave Chappelle on there where he talked about uh, what if we had a criminal justice system that let the white collar criminals 
go through the shit we go through. You remember that episode where he was like, I can't believe the dog tried to attack us. We had to put it down. Then his wife threw his titties right, threw her titties right in my hand. Well, (laughs) they had that thing where uh, old boy Chon was like, oh, we got to be careful with this warrant. It might affect me and my standards in my community. I'll turn myself in somewhere on Monday between 12 and 6 because I got some punane coming by. (laughs) And then the next flip, it goes over to the next screen and Donald Trump's on there and says, they're coming to arrest me on Tuesday. Possibly. Maybe. Could be. Could be not. And then he says, now, keep in mind, they're doing the voiceover. Right. It's not really him. He says, I told him I can turn myself in between 12 and 6 because I'm going to have an orgy over here at my house. And it's huge. It's huge. It's going to be huge. <laughs> it's going to be huge. <laughs> oh, dog. I lost it. Well, man, I'm telling you, I think, uh, <clears throat> if you honestly want to think what I'm thinking about that is, I think they're afraid to arrest that guy. Because if they arrest him on, and I found out what the charges would be, it would be on misuse of com of uh, contributions to campaign. Okay, campaign They'll have to get Biden. <laughs> yeah, if if they arrest him, they're going to have to look at a lot of people. And but they're just trying to get the guy on something. Yes, you know. Yes, and it's painfully obvious to everybody in the country that that's the case, no matter where you align. And I'm I'm not picking no bones about it. I voted for Trump, uh, but it ain't necessarily because I love Trump. It's just because I thought that he wasn't coming for, you know, guns and stuff like that. And people might think that's small-minded, too, but I think that's a big deal, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as somebody who didn't vote for Trump, I'll tell you why I didn't. I felt like... Uh, not that he didn't have the country's maybe best interest at heart, because I believe in, in at the bottom of it he did. But um, I mean, I, as a person of, I ain't gonna say as a person of color, shit, I ain't Arabian. I'm black than a motherfucker. And <laughs> I don't really think he gave a damn about my views on some stuff. Now we've already said on the reason we came with this podcast is because we decided. Not everybody is completely right or completely left. We're all right there. Yeah. The average person is able to formulate their own thoughts. But the way society and the media is putting out there, if you ain't one of us, you one of them. And damn them. No matter where you stand. It's and it goes back to like everybody that uh that don't think that we came from less than we are now. I think it goes back to a tribal mindset where you need to feel like you're a part of something, a part of a view, uh, rather than breaking down each view and deciding whether you agree with it or not. Like, I, in me, what I struggle with is, like, I have a completely different view about abortion than I do about gun rights. Mm-hmm. And there ain't neither side that is aligned with me directly on what I think about either of those subjects. And I think that's what people get caught up in is like, okay, if I have to be Democrat or I have to be Republican, then I have to align every view I have with the way these people think or they ain't going to accept me. I don't give a fuck if they accept me or not. Right. But I'll say this, this. This country has shifted for a while there. When we were growing up, your individualism didn't matter. It was about the masses. This is what's good for the mass of people. 
Now we've switched recently, and I shouldn't say recently, over the past, let's say, five, ten years. Yeah, what you that your, individual, your individualism means everything. I'm gay, so, uh, support me. Even if you don't believe in gay rights, you have to support me because I'm an individual. Or, or it's not enough. It's not enough for you to just be okay with somebody being gay. Yeah. You have to wave their support fucking them. flag. Yeah, you, you have to wear their the shirt. And all. Yeah. No, bro. I, I'm, I'm good with you being gay. That's cool. Matter of fact, you can sit in the seat right beside me and do all this good shit. But as a comedian once said, at the end of the night, I'm going home, fuck my wife. You going home, suck that dick. Whatever yeah. it is you do. And, All right. and, like, I am perfectly good with anything that involves two people that are over 18 and consenting. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. But don't expect me to be in the middle of it celebrating you. I don't have to. Look yeah. at him go. Look at him go. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I just recently learned what the fuck a power bottom is. <laughs> oh, a power <laughs> A power bottom is rare. That's Dude. There ain't too many subjects that had me ashamed, and I was like, oh, shit. A power, bottom, <laughs> a power bottom has as much control in the gay community as women does in the straight community. Yes. 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 And there's no doubt about it. I did not know. I have been recently schooled. And no, I don't want to I don't wanna know any, anymore. I won't ask. You know, sometimes it's better if you just don't fucking ask. I won't ask. I promise. Lessons learned. Oh, shit. All right. So we went on that pretty hard. Yeah. yeah so we, what do you, uh, what was the other subject we were talking about? Uh, let me see. It was uh, overcoming stuff as an adult. Yeah, yeah. De- as an adult, dealing with your childhood shit that doesn't go away. Uh, things such as, you know, Shane was talking about dyslexia, ADHD. Uh, that shit that you realize you have as a kid, you struggle with it as a kid, but as an adult, you realize, all right, I got to get my shit under control. Okay, what I want to do, we probably all three have something. Absolutely. You know, you all get gifts, but you also get uh, imperative. Burdens. Know, burdens. Uh, unless you're like uh, Cam Newton or... You know, these super freak athletes that are also really smart people. Yeah. So, but I'll let Brian start. And what what did you have to overcome as a child into adulthood? Um, I, I have an anxiety issue. And I had an anxiety issue as a kid. And it really wasn't big or major. Then I went into uh, the Air Force and then I went into the Army. And... I started to realize really quick that sense of of urgency, that six, that sense of constant vigilance. I'm looking around. I need to see the exit. I need to know how many people are in this fucking room. Uh, da, 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 da. Those things used to benefit me. Now uh, I have a family. I'm not in the military. And there are times when I want to relax. And my mind is still looking around 80 miles an hour. So now... I've had to learn as an adult how to manage that shit. Yeah, I'll still come into a restaurant. I'll still be, okay, I passed three people at the door. I'm still looking at how the fuck can I get out of here. But I don't let those anxieties and those nervous reactions control my life. I've learned how to sometimes slow shit down, process it in my mind. And realize, okay, 
that's not a real threat. Nobody in McDonald's is coming in here just to shoot me. <laughs> I mean, but you know what? Society wants you to think that because every time you turn on the news, they don't show you a kid that got a scholarship to fucking Harvard. They show you uh, somebody got shot in the subway three miles away from you. Granted, these are things that happen, but they're rare. But they want you to think this shit happens every fucking day. Well, it's like the same thing when it comes to black and white relations. <coughs> I, 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 I don't think that for a second, besides what the media fucking feeds you, that the white and, and black relationships ain't at an all-time high as far as, like, they want you to think that Brian hates me. They want to make you think that I hate Brian. Yeah. Period. And really, I'm just so busy with my own life, I don't give a fuck about nobody But they have figured out and uh, in the past 30 years what sells better than sex. You guys know what it is? Exploit our differences. And fear. Fear. Fear oh. sells better than sex. Me being afraid of the black man sells better than sex. It really does. Yeah. It really does. And And they'll exploit it to the highest. Um, I, I heard it said one time, if you know how many black friends or if you know how many white friends you have, it is. Yeah. I mean, instead of just saying, oh, I've got friends that come over, I've got three black friends and 12 white friends. Well, Do I you really you, count? All right, yeah, one, two, three, all right, that's enough of you motherfuckers, no more. But I tell you what, acquaintances, I can't count. Mm -hmm. Friends, I can absolutely tell you how many color I have of friends. Like, yeah. people that I say are down with me, and I can call them, and no matter what it is, they ain't going to ask questions. They're going to watch the kids. They're going to, yeah, man, I can't absolutely but tell you. You're, you have a sense of friendship that not a lot of people have. Your friendship circle is small. My friendship circle is small. If you're in that circle, you know who you are. If you, oh, well, I don't know if I'm his friend or not, motherfucker, you ain't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, the people who are in my friendship circle... And, know who they are. And I ain't take nothing away from the people I'm cool with. Yeah. You know, because I like them people too. But like, uh, people that I truly tell what's going on in my life is, it's small. And I can, small. and I can absolutely tell you how many of them are white and how many of them are black. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, and I don't think that's racist at all. Yeah. You know, uh, but acquaintances, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. And it's two different subjects that people like to lump together. But, oh, Gonna take a time out. So, like, we're talking about learning stuff from you know that you've dealt with through childhood into adulthood. And it's like for me, it's grief as far as like you know dealing with all the stuff I had to deal with growing up, losing my mom at such a young age, and thinking that your world's like destroyed because of it. Which you know, as you go on as an adult, that you know you I don't have kids, but. I know people that do have kids and always rubbing that shit in and yeah, right, <laughs> right here, motherfuckers. But right like, here. it's the fact of the matter that life does go on. You will get over certain things that happen to you in your childhood. It's just time heals everything. Period. I mean, it's been I've lived my life longer without my mom than I actually had her. I mean, period. And, you know, there's some days... Oh, can I add something in there? Yeah. And you will be an adult longer than you were a child. Right. So that's right. why you got to learn to overcome this childhood shit. Yeah, but, I mean... But go ahead. Go ahead. Go but ahead. It's, it's the fact that, you know, that 
you're never going to get over it. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it gets it gets easier. not a, it gets easier and easier. And it, you, it, holidays at my at my age right now, and ha- losing my mom as long as I did, it's not as bad. It's the days that you don't expect that you hear a certain song, see something that just reminds you of that and that instant, mm-hmm. and then it will break you down in a heartbeat. But, you know, you gradually get over this type of stuff. I mean, me and my dad absolutely hated each other. Well, I doubt he hated me, but I hated him when I was younger. <laughs> I was horrible. I was. Well, coming from a dad, he didn't hate you. I, yeah, I was a hellion, and like I didn't make things easier for him. And now, shit, we get along better than we ever had my entire life, because we see eye to eye on stuff. I've calmed down. He has calmed down in his older age. And you know, when you get... What have you realized about him? He was right about 90, 98% of the yes. shit he was talking about, period. I mean, if your dad's telling you something and you're just rolling your eyes, you're all right, dad. I know. No, you don't know shit, motherfucker. Let me yeah. tell you that right now. Listen you don't know dude. nothing. Because when push comes to shove, when you get older, you're like, God, man, he's right about goddamn everything. I wasted all kind of time <laughs> and all I had to do was this? Exactly. And, you know, you need to listen to people that's older than you when you're at a young age. And don't don't bat your eyes and roll your eyes and think you know everything in the world, because you fucking don't. Now, if they're, if they're wanting you to lock the bedroom door and stuff like that, don't listen to older people. <laughs> but if, if they're giving you sound advice, listen to them motherfuckers, man. Because most yeah. of the time, the older people in your life do want what's best for you. I was they always do. told, listen to the motherfuckers who don't benefit from you. They don't benefit if you do well. They don't benefit if you do bad. They're telling you something because they care about what happens to you. That's great. Then I looked around and all of my buddies were like, when I didn't have any weed or any beer, them motherfuckers was ghosts. Yeah, gone. Yeah, Yeah, it don't take you long. Like When I figured it out about my buddies was I was going to my grandma's house. Like At least she called me and said, you got to come back here. Go back there. And she, I was like, what's up? She's like, I'm pregnant. And then the party and stopped. Like, I was working in the mine. I had a really good job young. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I actually made more money as a uh, in my mid-20s than I do now. Mm-hmm. But, so I had a really good job, and the parties on the weekend was financed by this dude. Yeah. So whenever yeah. Alicia said, I'm pregnant, and she can't party. Guess what? If 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 the wife can't party, you ain't party. Yeah, I'm not partying. Damn right. So as soon as I wasn't buying the liquor, that nobody calling Shane's phone. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not as popular as I once was. Yeah, but I was fine with it too because I realized, yeah, that's that's a part of my life that is gone now. I I, I went to uh, well, I recently realized through. You know, people telling me and going to school. As a male, your frontal lobe, the part that you use to make decision making, does not fully develop until you are twenty three years old. God damn! I guess when well, I quit using hard drugs, that did hit you. That that hit you right. I'm like, damn. I yeah, was dumped and a motherfucker. Twenty three to twenty five is when I started realizing, dude, dad's telling me what's fucked yeah. up. What about, like, since we're on topic and everything, 
what is like your guys' biggest fucking regrets that you've never that something had happened in your life the biggest regrets that you never did I can tell you exactly what mine is I should have fucking went to college right out of high school I should have went to college right out of high school now there's an upside and a downside because my folks flat told me dude you should go to college and I was like nah dude I'm going to party Right. That's, that's what I want to do. Right. In hindsight, I should have got my fucking degree out of the way, then partied. Because I could have partied with more money and more intensity. More hoes. More hoes. Let me say it one more time. More hoes. More yeah. matches, boy. Yes. What about you? Mine would be, uh, okay, so I grew up thinking I was retarded. Okay. Okay. And I uh, didn't realize that I wasn't until I was in the working world. Mm-hmm. And this is what it is, too. Like, my mom and dad cares, you know. And uh, it actually played into me thinking this way. And I had all these tests done. And all the tests that I took, I was LD, learning disabled. I was dyslexic. LD, a little bit dumb. A little bit dumb, a little bit dumb. So I was LD, I was dyslexic, I was all these things, and uh, I was like, okay, uh, you know. And then, and then, as a result of all these things, I was put into special ed classes, which were easier and right. uh, stuff like that. And I didn't find out until I was in the working world and working. You know, I was an adult. And I grew up till I was out working, thinking that I was lesser or less intelligent than the average person. Mm-hmm. And then when I got in the working world and started dealing with people and trying to learn, and reading is a problem for me, and it will be the rest of my life. Yeah, I'm not going to pick no bones about it. Uh, but whenever I realize the other side of it, like working with my hands and learning... The prints that didn't have to do with like basic, like like standard reading, able to see things that other people probably yeah, couldn't see, and, right? And like blueprints ain't the same as reading, yeah. And you don't know this until you're looking at blueprints. Mm-hmm. And whenever I could be miles ahead of people that were at the same as an adult, like when I was in classes with them, they would be at the same level as me as far as time went. But I'd be miles ahead of them in blueprint reading and understanding what's going schematics. on. Schematics. Schematics, stuff like that. And then I realized I was like, man, I'm not stupid. I'm not LD. Mm-hmm. I'm not all these things. I have trouble with reading, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And I just have to learn things a little bit differently, but I can be ahead of people. In just a little bit of no time, if I take my approach to learning instead of what I was taught of how I was supposed to learn. Supposed to do it. Well, Mike, shoot at it. All right, so I talk a lot of shit about kids, but that one is probably my biggest regret, being 39 years old and never having a kid. And I'll tell you why. You can still shoot juice, Bubba. Nah, man. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's like uh, I went through my whole life being 
pretty much selfish as an only child. And doing whatever the fuck I wanted to. And I was like, fuck that, fuck that. But, and then now I'm getting older. And I'm starting to realize, I feel like, and I, I hang out with your kids. I hang out with your kids. And I'm just like, dude, maybe like, you know, there's, you know, when I get older, there's, once I'm gone, that's it. There's no more in the in my bloodline. And That's dude, it. Your last name is fucking awesome. Well, everybody tells me that, yeah. but you know, you know how yeah. fucking embarrassed I was at that last name growing because I always got really? picked on. Jack Frost, <laughs> Frosty the Snowman, and I was just like, "Fuck this last name." I'm a fat guy that sells dude, cocaine. Frosty you know, the Snowman. Mike Frost is <laughs> the name people have paid for. So. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and you know, when I got older, I realized that, that is kind of a badass name, but that has to be probably one of the biggest regrets is just not having a kid of my own and it wasn't the fact that like I, I, I wanted it throughout my years but now that I've gotten older I'm just like man I said if I, if I could do anything differently I said it would probably actually have a kid so I could carry on my last name and everything else that's my biggest regret I, I, I'll give you some um, my dad had three brothers um, of those three brothers uh Outside of my brother and I, there were three other sons. Uh, at one particular time, uh, my cousins, my other three cousins, killed in a drive-by in Newark, New Jersey. Man. So now we've got the uncles. Two of my uncles died from a brain aneurysm. A brain aneurysm that I had 12 years ago that I got surgically corrected by the grace of God. They found it early. I said all of that because... Of the males in my family, all that's left is me, my brother, and my dad. So we've go- we've gone for years carrying that burden, knowing that if something happens to one of us, this shit's gonna be over. Right. Well, it's the same thing with me and the whole kid thing. It's like I think a lot of the reason that I never like even tried or anything like that is because of what we were talking about earlier about stuff that's happened in your past grief or whatever. I don't want to have a kid that I won't get to see grow up like my mother did me because of, I don't know, car accident, heart attack, whatever it is, cancer. You know, I don't want my kid to go grow up the way I did because it fucks with your head and puts you totally off track. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. want that. That's what bothered me the most, I think, Mike, the reason why. You might think, uh, and I'm going to get sappy as shit. Yeah. You might think the world would have been better off Pussy. without you existing. Mm-hmm. But I don't, brother. Yeah. Because I love you, son. Well, I know that. You know? But I'm just saying that, like, I don't want my kid to grow up the way I did without a parent because it just fucking sucks, man. And I just know my genes. But I, you guys also know the circumstances of why my mother passed away. Right. But it's the same fact. It's like, dude, what happens if it happens to you? You're going to do the same thing to your kid that what happened to you. True. And I don't want you know True. my kid to have to deal with that bullshit. I, I would like to know. I mean, if, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, hit us up on the podcast. Email us. Tell, tell us about... Uh, your childhood and how Try you not grew to up. Get sued at Gmail or at Outlook. Email us. Tell us what's up. Now continue to thought. T- tell us about your childhood and what you actively looked out for. And I'll say this: there are some people who grew up 
uh, hard or rough. And when you had kids, you actively sought out, I don't want to do this shit to my kids. Yeah. Tell us what that shit is that, that you went out. I mean, for me personally, and I don't know how many went through this, my folks, if they put food on that fucking plate, you were going to goddamn eat it. Right. I don't, and, and I was mischievous <laughs> and shit. I would throw shit away. They were like, oh, no, motherfucker, threw that in the trash. Get that fucking shit out. Well, You're going to eat that goddamn food. That's the reason back, like, before my mom died, I weighed, like, as much as I did. She'd be like, oh, I brought home some KFC Damn. or Long John Silver's. I'm like, fuck yeah. And here I am, fucking arms bloated out. <laughs> I can't put my arms down. Goddamn, well, buddy. See, I think uh, a lot of what played into mine was, uh, I tried to give my kids what I didn't have. God, have, damn. Damn. which was like close. It was uh, opportunities to. Uh, I have this money to send you here, to send you there. They didn't want none of that. They shit. They didn't want none of that shit. You know, and, I didn't understand mm. it, and uh, but I carried it over because I was just so poor growing up, right? And uh, I thought. That how could my kids be sad when I can give them so much? When really, uh, they needed me. Yeah, and uh, I was busy I, yeah. trying to make money. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, I didn't realize it until I really started talking to my kids. And I I made a Facebook post about it a few months ago where I put up a Facebook post where I was like, over the last so many months of working with this company that I work for now that I know my kids now. I know I know Chase. I know Kingston. I know Maddox. I know Jaxley. And it's uh, because I have time yeah. to know them. And all I, all I was worried about was this final money count to make sure what yeah. I could provide them. And it wasn't just my kids on a level, neither. Like, uh, I ignored everybody except for work. Right. Well, I mean, that also follows over to what the fuck you bring home to your family. In the line of work I'm in, my wife kind of calls me the Incredible Hulk. Not that I'm big or strong or anything. You remember that last episode and uh, Iron Man was like, how do you control the Hulk? He said, I don't. I'm pissed off all the fucking time. Mm Mm-hmm. That's me. And I would come home from work and bring it home. Oh, my gosh. It, it, I treated my house like a fucking prison. Yeah. Me and my daughter would fight. I'd be uh, doing the same I would, shit. I mean, at the point when your 10 or 12-year-old daughter is afraid of dad because dad's so fucking explosive that she can't even talk to you. And for all of the guys out there who have daughters and you say, my daughter better not ever fuck with that one dude. Let me tell you, society's changed to the point where you're worried about the dudes. Nah, these bitches will roll up on your daughters and try to turn her over to Lesbo. Let me tell you something. As a man, if you care about your kids, you better slow down and just fucking be there. Yeah. And listen, bro. Listen. Stop thinking you know what's best for them and listen to them. Because sometimes what's best for them isn't you working Saturday. You look, half sometimes you motherfuckers need to share them, this podcast to somebody you know. Yeah, and sometimes Ooh. what's best for them is taking Saturday off and taking them fishing. Sometimes what's best for them is, you know, okay, I can't afford the Jordans, 
But let's go to Sweet Frog. Let, yeah, let's go to Sweet yeah. Frog. Let, let's hang out. Let's talk. But I'm going to have to buy you some shoes from Walmart. Yeah. Like, and they will appreciate them fucking shoes. Dads matter, man. Dads yeah, it matter. does. I mean, you t- see, I grew up way differently than you, like, growing up. I had, I was a one, only kid, spoiled as fuck. And, uh, you know, I had anything and everything I ever wanted to because of my dad busting his ass. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize it, you know. Hell, I didn't even want to be around him because we just argued 24-7. But the matter, it wasn't until I got out of high school that I started figuring out that this lifestyle that I was living doesn't mean... Shit wasn't free. It, well, it wasn't free and it wasn't everybody else's lifestyle. I was so sheltered yes. that I didn't think that so-and-so lived with two drug addict parents yeah. that fucking didn't get a goddamn thing for Christmas. And was and didn't hungry. Get, yeah. Hungry. No, I, didn't yeah. Ex- I didn't think I'd existed until I started seeing the real world and then I felt humiliated for being so goddamn spoiled. And, and, I, and also humiliated, and, and we were broke as fuck, but yeah. humiliated for the way you felt about being sad about your situation. Right. When you realized their them. situation yeah, was so exactly. much worse. exactly. Like, oh, I felt sorry because so-and-so broke up with me. I feel sorry for... No, motherfucker. These motherfuckers have to did, deal with two drug addict fucking parents. Did you eat today? Exactly. I, I've had uh, children come over to my house w- with my kids. And I've got a cabinet at my house that's got junk food in it. Cookies, right. chips, juices, whatever. And I tell any kid that comes here, honey, if you're hungry, help yourself. Oh, my God. If you could see some of their eyes when they open that cabinet and say, I can eat anything in here. Yes, baby. Whatever you want, you go ahead and have at mm. it. And then my kids are like, there's nothing in here to eat. <laughs> Exactly. Punch you square in the fucking nose. Exactly. I mean, but this is the, and I've actually had to have this reality to myself. This is the environment that I have created for my children. I, I spoiled them. I did. I gave them every fucking thing. So now they expect the entire world to give them everything. Society's not like this. Fuck no, it ain't. They don't give a fuck about you. I was spoiled. All growing up, and it wasn't until I hit my mid-twenties that I said, this world is fucking cruel, and it don't give a goddamn about you, period. Have y'all seen the Facebook? I was lucky enough to have that early. Right. Yeah. You know, and I, you know, and honestly, I, you know, in some aspects, I'd probably have been better off if I would lived in that type of situation, just to know that don't ever you give You would appreciate up. shit more. Yeah, exactly. But what I try to tell my kids, like, where, uh, where... I do. I love them, bro. Love them. And I hate to see them hurting. To a detriment. Yeah. Yeah. And what I tell them all the time is, and I don't think they really understand because you don't understand until reality's fucking beat you in the face. Yeah. But what I try to tell them is, listen, you are special here. Yeah. Yeah. You're special to me. You're special to your mom. But when you get outside of this, you leave here. Nobody gives a you're fuck. a number, and I don't want to tell them nobody gives a fuck without telling them I do. Yeah, yeah. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Absolutely. I, I mean, like I, I'll say it on here because you know, but whatever. When me and Kelly split up, it, I went home. You might want to edit out her name. Okay, <laughs> we'll edit it out. But anyways, <laughs> when I went home 
And I told Dad about it. He looked at me and gave me a big hug. And he said, you all right? And I said, yeah. And then, you know, in my own dad's terms, comes in the bedroom and looks at me. He's like, please don't kill yourself in my house, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, God damn, I ain't fucking going to kill Give me a shot, bro. <laughs> have, you, have you seen the Facebook meme of, there's this chick. And she, she gets out of the car. She's got these two suitcases. She walks up on the porch and she rings the doorbell. It, it's like a ring doorbell where yeah. you can see the camera. And she says, Mom and Daddy, I know you're in there. Answer the phone. <laughs> I'm ready to stay in the child's place. I promise. Let me in. This adulting shit is not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think some of these kids nowadays, especially the. I mean, look at it, man. When I was in school, everybody. Everybody rode school bus. Yeah. And unless you were a junior or a senior in school and your parents had money that you drove to school by yourself. And Everybody. You had, to, you had to have a car. You had to buy a parking lot. Exactly. Yeah. You had to drive. I mean, you had to ride a bus. And now, anytime I'm out in Beckley and I have to go through a certain neighborhood, I have to sit in traffic because every kid is getting picked up from school because nobody rides a school bus no more except a few you know, few people. Well, that's my son it. wants to ride the school bus now, but I ain't going to talk about that. <laughs> that's something different. But I'm just saying that, like, the kids nowadays are have the same mindset. I mean, I don't have kids, but they have the same mindset as, like, you. I want to do I'm better supposed for my to kids. Get this. Supposed I, I want to do better for my kids. And they're so spoiled now that it's spoiled. just fucking it doesn't rotten, bro. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god! Yes, they're spoiled fucking. Like so, you, you know how hard it is to fucking chain smoke a cigarette in a school bus. Let me tell you. Goddamn right. Yeah, me, 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 me and these motherfuckers be out here. It's smoking. not the fact of your kids smoking weed, yeah. but part of growing up is hiding that shit from yeah. your parents. And, and, shit. Well, I I can hear my bus driver, Mike, put that cigarette out. And I'm like, yes, with the middle finger up over the seat, you know, because I ain't giving a fuck. I'm outside behind the shed. Try, <laughs> I, I got a pinner, a, a little pinner yeah. going out of the road. And I'm hitting that motherfucker hard as shit. <laughs> so listen, I, I got a story to tell. And this is going to really fucking date my age. <laughs> How many of you remember the fucking uh, big monster truck they called the Animal? Oh, yeah, I remember The animal that. had the tires and the claws would come yeah. out of the fucking tires. Yeah. So, listen, I wanted an animal truck. And my mom told me I could have an animal truck until we got out to KB Toys, which was in the Crossroads Mall. Y'all remember that shit? Oh, yeah. And, and I seen how much the animal was. My mom seen it. The animal was $85. Yeah. And my mom was like, no, fuck no. I cried like a <laughs> fat bitch in church. But then you got to realize, $85 then was like a, a, a kid's toy for $200 now. Yeah, right. I mean, money was a little bit different then. Yeah, exactly. And, and with inflation, with the guy, you know, Ooh. I ain't going to go no deeper, Brian. But, uh, you know, it, it sparked us up. Go ahead. Go ahead. But I remember standing in the middle of the mall crying because I couldn't get this fucking truck. And then I went back to school. and. I remember specifically one of my buddies had duct tape on the bottom of his shoe because there was a hole in that shoe and his feet were getting wet mm. and his parents couldn't couldn't afford shoes 
And I'm not saying like, yeah, his folks were fucked up. Right. But I remember seeing that shit. They just didn't have it. They 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 just just didn't didn't have have it. They just didn't have it. And I remember seeing that like, oh, dude. Man, come on to my house, man. My dad will buy you some shoes. And my dad bought that kid some fucking shoes. I didn't realize what the fuck was going on. Right. But my dad took that kid out and bought him a pair of shoes that day. Just because I said, Dad, <laughs> yeah, his folks can't buy him no shoes. He got duct tape. To me, that shit was funny. And I, I was kind of joking and at him. your it. dad is fucking heartbroken. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And my dad was, was looking at this kid like, holy hell. Kid can't get shoes. Damn. And, you know, and the situation now is probably worse than then because of how bad the drug problem is in Beckley. Yes. Well, see, I think think that it probably, like, the scale of it, as far as how many people are going through it, probably isn't as bad as it was when we were young. But the, uh, like, the severity between two kids is probably worse than it was when we were young. Like, you had different levels. Like, this kid would be just a little bit poorer, but you have, like, middle class, and then you have, I don't have shit. I don't have nothing now. You know, and there used to be, like, a gradual step down from middle class to I don't have nothing. Uh, But you're either middle class or you're 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 below the poverty line. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's it's to the point now. It's just. It's but I'll sad. tell you, have you guys ever heard this statistic about the poverty line in America right now? That if you are above the poverty line in America right now, you are richer than ninety nine point nine percent of the people that has ever existed. If you're above the poverty line in the United States right now. And what's that line, though? It, I think it's like, uh, last time I checked it, it was like 12-9. I know the the teachers, if you're a teacher in West Virginia, the, the, your salary teacher? is 20, what, 22000 What? what? Teachers, what teachers, and a year? And the poverty line is 24. What teachers are being paid right now is ridiculous because I, I can... Oh, my... I, I, mean, can, I can show you two, two 19-year-old kids last year that don't know nothing that I love that made more than teachers made last more year. Than teachers. Damn right. Hey, you, what are you talking about me, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not 19, Mike. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that it's just like that's crazy. And they want you to keep that job, teach these kids to do those type of things and not get paid for it. It's it, it boggles my it's mind. It's ludicrous, man. It is. It is absolutely. Uh, teachers, and I don't. I ain't trying to gain no favor from anybody or anything in this world. But yeah. teachers that are doing the right thing and not trying to lean your kid's opinion one way or or another are the most underpaid people in this country. Yeah, I mean, hands down. 
I mean, geez. I think they like, or they're trying to like pass some type of law I seen on the news about bus drivers because there's such a shortage on bus drivers that are trying to get people that were bus drivers that have retired to come back and pay them extra money just for a year. Just come back for a year because there's such a shortage in it. Because, I mean, what are you, you going to do? And it's like that with not just, you know, the teachers and bus drivers. It's in every fucking job that you work at. I mean, shit's getting real and it's getting bad. Well, let's increase the minimum wage. You know what I mean? Right. And, you know, I mean, that needed to happen a long time ago. It's like, that's the reason, you know, where I work at, they can't get nobody because of, uh, it's horrible. Why the fuck would you want to come and start out and work at my job when another job pays you $4 more? Well, that's, that's, uh, what I'm dealing with now is I'm dealing with kids that I'm talking to to come to the work that I do. And, man, they're making 50 cents less an hour to pick up lettuce right. than they are to come pick up inch steel. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm telling them, like, why do you want to come to here when you can do this for 50 cents less? And they're telling me, they're like, well, I want a skill that will transfer into a higher paying job. And I was like, all right, I understand that, but I don't understand you leaving for to drive an hour yeah, for 50 cents more on the hour. That you're going to blow in gas. Well, and to deal with picking up inch steel whenever you're picking up lettuce. If you drop lettuce on your foot, guess what? It's lettuce. You're going to be okay. You drop a piece of inch steel on your foot, you're going to be talking about recovering for years, brother. Missing a toe. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But, hey, guys, we got 46 minutes in, and this is one of the better programs I think we've done. One of the best ones. Yeah. yeah. I'm with so, it. So, uh, thanks for listening. If you listen, check us out at Try Not To Get Sued on Facebook. Try Not To Get Sued at Gmail. Try Not To Get Sued at uh, Outlook if you want to send us an email thanks for listening if you listen